Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Policy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong, and today we are going to uh, take a look at Bible prophecy. Uh, but uh, we're going to do a strong emphasis on the church uh, and uh, what's happening in our world as far as um, the evidence that Christ is coming in the near future. Uh, I wanted to take a look at um, something that I came across, a book that I came across that was a pretty excellent book, but uh, I've been coming across a lot of excellent books uh, lately that uh, pertain to the church. And primarily the walk that we as Christians have in Christ. Now, for the most part, people out there know that our help comes from Christ. Our life should be centered in Christ. Um, And um, the rapture of the church is going to happen in the not-too-distant future. And who is going to make that rapture is not so cut and dry like most people think it is. Um, I tend to disagree in the realm of easy believism. Um, And uh, going back to the book, I just noticed I brought the book up and never gave you the title or anything, but the book is called Christian Atheist, which is sort of like tying an oxymoron together. And um, I, I knew right away what the book was about before I even picked it up. But I had to get a um, uh, definite uh, second look at it to read a few pages before I purchased the book. And um, a lot of people don't understand what Christ is asking us to do. Now, Easter is coming up soon, and... um, uh, you know, I, I don't too much get involved in and and the uh, thought that Easter is a pagan holiday. I just show up to church like normal. Uh, my church don't even know, you know you don't have to go and dress up and uh, 
and all of this stuff. But um, I don't know if I, this whole thing just crashed. Hold on for a second. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, I'm still on, though. <laughs> I was like, what the heck just happened here? Oh, ain't that about a blimp. Uh, gotta love it. Just gotta love it. I'm sitting here doing the show, and the whole screen just blanked off. It just vanished. I mean, I, I can't I can't make this stuff up. You either think that you're uh, a threat to Satan or you're not. Uh, well, anyway, with that, without that um, getting in the way of the show, um, we as Christians have to get ready for Christ's return. And, and, and he's coming back soon. And... Um, the church is full of wheats and tares. Uh, the church is full of true Christians and fake Christians. And the reason why I say the, the, it's full of, because God, Jesus said in his word that the, he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, at the churches overseas in China and in Africa and in and various regions of the world are full of real Christians. Those who are seeking Christ with everything they have. But... The church is also full with people who claim to be Christians and mouth, but are not truly Christians. I'm going to uh, read some scripture if it's still here. Um, and King James Version, it says in Matthew 15, 8, The people draw near unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. That's the Christian atheist in a nutshell. The Christian atheist lived their life as if there is no God, but they still proclaim to be Christian. The Christian banner is being raised higher than ever as the enemy comes against the church. And the enemy can hold up the victory flag because there's a lot of people out there who think that they are walking with Christ when they're not. Now, sin is the main reason why people are deceived into not um, thinking or to thinking that they're a Christian when they're not. Uh, we are to be set free from addictions we are to be set free from those things that easily beset us. We are to be set free from uh, devices and, and bondages. And it, said, it talks about in Romans, of all places, uh, the book of Romans, and I'm going to go ahead and go to that, <coughs> because the true gospel is not being heard in the churches because they don't people don't want to offend anybody. But the truth will set you free, as the word of God says. We are living in an illusion in the last days. And some will go after seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now the doctrines of devils is not as complicated as you think it is. And it's 
pretty close to the actual uh, word of God. Um, in Galatians says, if anybody preaches another gospel, now you can throw one thing in there on a counterfeit dollar, uh, on a real dollar, and and, um, and when you examine the counterfeit, and you know it's a counterfeit. Um, when I say to you that God's grace will tolerate your sin, and you're still saved while you battle a sin, um, that could be blurky. I mean, that can be somewhat blurky to most people. But here's the thing. You have to count the cost. You take the right hand. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your right, if your eye causes you to sin, perk it out. What was Jesus saying then? Uh, and we're going to get to that scripture in a minute. But the battle belongs to the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. So if you if you if you have an, a drinking problem, then Jesus has to remove that drinking problem. And you, but you have to want to remove, have it removed. You're not going to send somebody to a tattoo removal power unless they really want the tattoo removed. They're not going to sit there and 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 let you remove their tattoos if they don't want them removed. And uh, if and sin is much funner than tattoos, actually tattoos factor in the sin <laughs> marking your body. But um, the word of God says that in, in Romans chapter 6 shall we sin that grace may abound in other words shall we sin to make grace look better and the answer is no now what do you do with the people who are battling with sin I think they should be patient never 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 give up but on the other hand no that Christ loves them and that he's going to be the one removing it as long as you don't want to do it no more. If you're willing to to uh, save yourself while drowning, then save yourself, in the physical actually, then save yourself from going to hell in the, in the spiritual. So you're willing to cut off your right hand and, and, and poke out your eyeball. Now, is he asking you literally to do that? No, because that would be damaging to yourself. And I don't think that's what God wants you to do. And I don't think he's in the cutting business. You know, some people like to cut with razors and things like that. That's not biblical. And so is he asking you literally to cut your uh, hand off or to poke your eyeball out? No, he isn't. But he's, he's trying to draw a parallel to the significance and importance of Stop doing stop doing something that your right hand and your 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 eye is causing you to do. In other words, your body. It's better for you to go into hell maimed than for you to uh, enter um, hell. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, it, it's 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 like asking you to really count the cost when you uh, are living in sin. So some people say, well, if 
if if I said the sinner's prayer and um, I go off and live my life the way I want to live it, then are you born again? No. So in other words, if you said the sinner's prayer, I'm not talking about can somebody lose their salvation. No, I, I'm saying if you say the sinner's prayer, that's why the sinner's prayer is 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 is, is not good. The sinner's prayer is not in the Bible. In other words, close your eyes and repeat after me, Lord. I'm sorry for my sin. Where you show me that in the Bible? The first thing Jesus, the first thing John the Baptist said, and the first thing Jesus said was repent. Let's make an about face. Now, on the how, what, what do you do? To ask God into your life. Or you just say, forgive me for my sins, God, and I want to follow you. Is that the right thing to say? No, it's not package deal. If the center of prayer works, then it works. But let's make sure the individual gets up and, and serves the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul. Well, who has done that? Not everybody's perfect. So you're going to tell me you're willing to wager your whole entire salvation off of... Uh, not serving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You can do that and still, you're still going to make mistakes. But, I mean, you're still going to sin, but do we practice sin? I mean, are we going to say, we're, we're going to use that as an excuse? Well, we all make, you know, sin. Yeah, we all do, but don't make it as an excuse to continue to sin. A lot of these preachers are preaching soft water Christianity, Sticky, murky Christianity. You don't, you don't do that. You, 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 you love the person, but you tell them the truth. We need to love the people. Yeah, you need to love the people by telling them the truth. Jesus told people the truth. Jesus does love us. Jesus does love you. He knows the very hair of your head. How do you get set free from some sexual addictions? You want to want it so bad, you can taste it. Now, there's people who are having pain, I mean, pain in their heart because they know it's not right. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel for you. I really do. But you got to ask yourself a question. Are, are you tired of that pain? Well, you need to go to the physician and get some help. You need to go to the one who can set you free. What about the people who are living in the past? And they keep bringing up past sins. Well, the devil wants you to do that. The devil wants you to bring up past sins so he can slow you down, weaken your testimony, make you inefficient. But see, God has already forgiven those sins. God has forgiven the sins as long as you stop the sin. Now, if you if you if you Continue in sin that grace may abound. It does not abound because you're a slave to that sin. But the sins in the past that you have shooken, God wants to free your memory of that. And he wants you to understand that God is fully forgiving you for that sin as long as you stopped. As long as God will set you free and you stopped. The glory all belongs to the Lord. The glory belongs to Christ. So we have to understand the glory belongs to Christ. He's willing to set you free, my friend. 
do you yield to sin or do you yield to Christ? The closer you get to Christ, which is the power source, the closer you get to him in daily life, and the closer you separate yourself, that's what repent means, from the places and friends and, and events and, and devices like television or computer, when you separate yourself from those things, it becomes easier. If you fall down, keep getting up. I'm not telling you to not, um, if you fall, to give up. I'm telling you to never, never give up. But at the same time, I'm telling you that God is your power. He is your helper. I'm going to read some scripture. Um, Psalms 121. Um, it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Um, it says, the Lord is, is thy keeper. The Lord is thy sh um, shield upon thy right hand. In other words, the Lord helps you in your devices. The Lord will separate you from the devices, but you have to want it bad enough to understand that you, the Bible talks about fleeing useful lust. You have to want to go the opposite direction. You have to want to go somewhere else that it's not. You have to cut off some people in your life. Pray for them. Get away from some people, and then you get strong in the Lord. And then you stay away from them people. And if you, if God wants to use you later uh, to help them, to uh, help those individuals to come to, to know Christ, make sure you sustain your relationship with Christ and let nothing get in the way. Because the time is short. If you, if you have an alcohol addiction and no one knows about it, confess it to the Lord. Ask the Lord for strength. Because right now, you know all five digits of the lottery. You just need one more. And I walk into the house and give you all five digits, and you just need one more. That's, that's the position you're in right now. Christ is coming back, and I'm telling you to be set free. You're going to need to understand that the time is short. Now, had we lived 40, 50, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we would have been still saying the time is short. But the thing is, is that... I would have been telling you that, hey, you can die at any time. And that's the case today. You can die at any moment. You don't know when the death angel will come knocking at your door. I, I, I have always believed, I mean, not always, but I've sort of come to believe that uh, the reason why some people don't die is because God can see the beginning to the ending, and he knows that they have a heart that will repent. You say, well, why did he cut off my cousin, or why did he cut off my friend, or why did he cut off my my mom, or father, and sister, or brother? It's because maybe they were not going to repent. And they say that was a bad, that's a sad thing to think about, but that could have been the case. Because uh, God knows the beginning and the ending. See, some people come and say, well, we were foreordained before the foundation of the world. They think their church was just foreordained. Ordained, and therefore they're special. 
Well, Christ gave you in in John three sixteen the for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that he who believes in him will be saved. Uh, so yeah, God knows the beginning and the end. He knows who is actually going to be be saved and who is just playing around. And then He actually knows who's serious but end up playing around, and who those who end up playing around who become serious. He knows all of that. He knows the very hair of your head. God wants us to live on the foundation of the truth of the Word of God. He wants us to surrender our lives to Christ. It's not a suggestion. It doesn't go with the package of Christianity. It is real. He wants us to come to him with open arms. There is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. God does not need you to invite him into your life. God the Father is the one who initiates the call. Without God the Father sending his son, you won't even have a chance to invite anybody into your life. You need God. He doesn't need you in that in that sense. Yeah, he, do, he does want you to go and preach the gospel, and he does want to use you, but he wants to restore that relationship that you had with what he had with Adam and Eve, he wants to have that relationship with everyone. He wants to have that relationship that Enoch had before he was taken. He says, Enoch walked with God and he was taken. That's all it said. And he wants to say, Enoch uh, walked with God and he was taken. And that's an awesome thing. To have uh, God walk with you in the coolness of the day and then have God help you in your life. I mean, the world system wants you, my friend. The world system wants you to serve it. And if uh, by any chance uh, you uh, give in to the world system. There's three that will indefinitely have a uh, input on your eternal destination, and that's the flesh and the world <coughs> and the enemy, which is Satan. And um, these things are going to act in many different combinations to get you off the path. I was watching Pilgrim's Pilgrim Progress. Pilgrim Progress is that what it's called? Um, it was a cartoon version though, because I've seen, I've had a book, I had the book, and then I've had a, I've watched a video, a real life show, and that uh, was over my. Um, father-in-law's house and then just recently I watched a cartoon of Pilgrim Progress and um, it's awesome because it shows the spiritual side of everything and the person is going down the road and he meets with you know world Mr. Worldliness or you know and it, and it, and it articulates what we as Christians go through and what people who could become Christians go through 
But see, God is the same one who split at the Red Sea. He's the same one who healed the blind and the leopards and when he came to this earth. Uh, he's the same one who will come back on a, a white horse. And every eye shall see him on his throne. So with this being said, he's the same one who sends fire by night and a pillar of clouds by day as a GPS system for the Israelites. He's the same one who fed them manna. He's the same one who rose the dead in the New Testament. He's the same one who can free you from the bondages of sin. You just got to ask him, and you just got to go in, and you got to get close as you can to Christ, because it's worth it, folks. You got all five numbers. You just need one. In other words, you got everything. You know that time is running out. When you know that the time is short, you will prepare. If you don't know, like most preachers are not telling their congregation, you're not going to prepare. You're just going to blow it off or bluff it off or, or come up and say that, you know, we have this easy God. And then, they, and then people accuse you of being legalistic because you say God wants you to obey them, obey him. Jesus wants us to obey. obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience can be claimed to the many people in the church as the act of works. He, obedience could be, well, you legalistic, because you think we, we serve a work, a work Christianity. No, we're not saying that. If Jesus is, is Lord over your life, you should be obeying him, not just formatically saying, formatically saying that he's your Lord. Because if you say, well, he's my Lord and don't do what he says, then he's not your Lord. Um, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, John fourteen fifteen. It says in John fourteen twenty one, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And John fourteen twenty three it says, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. First John two three, we know that we love we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. First John five three, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Second John 1 6. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands, as you have heard from the beginning. His commands is that you walk in love. So he's asking us, I mean, he's not asking, he's telling us. Um, he's both Lord and Savior. Okay? So if Christ is both Lord and Savior, I'm typing at the same time. Excuse my formality. But um, 
if Christ is both Lord and Savior, then he's Lord still. And people like to exclude the Lord part and say that, well, he's not, you know, I'll take a little, I'll take this and this and this, and then, you know, I'll do this and this and this that he says, and then I won't do this and this because it's like a smorgasbord. You come into a restaurant, all you can eat, and you eat what you feel like eating, and you don't eat what you don't feel like eating. Can't everybody make you take a slice of every single piece of whatever? And that is true. We have to be obedient to Christ and the closer you get to Christ in your heart, your affections, he says in uh, Colossians 3, set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. This is not suggestions. I was watching the Jesus movie, the actual one, Jesus of Nazareth. Compared to the Son of God, it's like night and day. And in the last days, people are going to heap up uh, speakers in the last days to... Um, to give them what they want to hear. And people want God for all different reasons. They want, and I remember just recently, I just read, and I think it was John 6. Well, anyway, he fed a large amount of people. And, and what, but before that, his, his uh, disciples went into town and they came back, and, and he said, um, he said, Master, are you hungry? He says, I, my food is not the food that you think it is. My food is from my father. Anyway, they asked him, well, we don't have any food. Philip was like, we don't. He, said, he asked Philip, so where, do, where can we get some food from? He said, well, there's a boy down there. So he got the boy's leftovers, and Jesus multiplied and fed the, the many, many people, including kids. But anyway, they decided the next day to come follow Jesus and find him. But Jesus had pointed out that the only thing you're coming to find me for is because I can give you something to eat. And um, they're not coming for the to hear the word, actually. Yeah, they come in somewhat to hear the word, but they want to eat. Well, the same thing is going on in the church today. When people are wanting God to do things for him, like find him a job or, or get him, get, get, get him, get them a million dollars or a new house or, or get, I mean, you hear the word blessed, which is the way God does bless. He does take care. Um, people think that if you pay their tithing, um, you need to have the right motives to pay when you pay your tithes. You, you can't be like, oh, give me some, give me a new car now since I gave you a thousand dollars in tithing. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you, your heart should be wanting to help the church and help the word of God and help God. And he knows your motives and help the, the kingdom of God grow. Because if you cast your bread upon water, it's, it's going to come back. And you got to know this. You have to know this. Um, Christ wants to set us free from the bondages. I keep going back to this. Because it's most important. Um, excuse me for a second. It's important that, that we understand that he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Now, uh, in John 8, 36, it says, if the Son, therefore, should make you free, you should be free indeed. Uh, it says in uh, Romans 8, 
2. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. It says in 1 Corinthians 7.22, For the one who was a slave when, Christ, when, when called to faith in Christ in the Lord is the Lord's free person. Similarly, the one who was free when Christ is when this card is Christ's slave, so you're either going to be free to Christ or free to sin your own sin, and you're either going to be a slave to Christ or a slave to sin. It says um, in Galatians five one, it is from freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Many people out there are yoked in slavery towards sin. Um, we we have to understand that if you're drowning, the main thing you're going to try to do is is get out of the water, and 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 hopefully somebody either comes and saves you or you find a way to get out. If you're in a burning building, you get out. And think about this. If you know you're drowning, are you going to just sit there? Or if you know you're going to die and burn, because the fire doesn't even have to get to you. The smoke just gets to you. Are you going to just sit there? Well, it's the same thing. If you if you believe that you have an addiction, are you just going to sit there? Or are you going to ask God to free you? Is he going to jump in there and get you? See, when 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 you look at Peter, when you look at Jesus walking on water and they saw they thought they saw a ghost and he walks up to them and says and Peter says, "Master, bid me to come out." And he comes out and he has his eyes on Christ and then he takes his eyes off and he sinks and then Christ picks him up and he get back in the boat. But just think about your whole life. You're staring at Christ. You're looking at Christ. He's the center of your life. Am I saying you're not going to have any problems? No, but your motives are what makes you, your, your, your love for Christ and your motives are what makes you stay out of, out of, uh, and, and, and see, you don't get, you don't, your mom tells you to stay out of the cookie jar, stay out the kitchen, you know, stay out the cookie jar. He's, and then she, you got your hand in the cookie jar, and she hollers, "What are you doing in the? You know, I'm I'm trying to stay away from the cookie jar. Why are you in the kitchen? That's the same thing. You don't put yourself in a position that, you know, you go to a club and say I'm going to preach to somebody, or you say, well, I'm going to sit here and watch this TV program where people are half naked, and your in your device is sexual addiction, or you 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 hang around the, the crack house trying to trying to convert people, and you you just don't do that. You don't you don't hang around gossips if you're trying to stay stop gossiping, or you don't hang around people who are jealous of people or, or envious, or you don't you don't let those things develop in your life. Uh, and if you do let those things develop, they can be a detriment to your 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 life as a Christian. Now, what I want to talk about next, and I said I was going to talk about Bible prophecy, but today is the day where I talk about being set free. And um, what I want to talk about is getting ready for Christ's return because there are the same things I've talked about today where you have to read your word daily and ask God to show you what is it 
that you have to stay away from. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, and yeah, I shouldn't try to speak a, a lot about a whole lot of things. I just keep it simple. But I'm, I'm trying to to make sure we stay in the same framework of what we're talking about. But at the same time, introduce the closeness to Christ is the power that you have, the reliance on Christ, the faith that you that that you put in Christ that He can do all things through. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That means you can stop any addiction through Christ. But you have to have that closeness to Christ. There is no magic bullet. There is no book. I mean, I'm going to write a book too, but there's no book. The Bible is the, the inherent word of God. Do I have to write a book to point back to the Bible? Should, should it even have to have a book? You shouldn't even have to write a book. I think people need help, but should I have to write a book? And then I'd be like the Mormons thinking my second book to Jesus or the Catholic Church who got like four or five of them. I just want to write a book to help people, but at the same time, everybody has five Bibles in their house. Heck, the smallest apartment probably got at least three or four. And people should read the Word of God and believe it. And do it. Uh, Jesus wants us, and he wants our whole being. He wants total sacrifice. When you see a movie, when you watch a movie, uh, and I don't even know if it's adultery or not, but idolatry, but when you watch a movie and you see the disciples following Jesus everywhere he goes, that's, that's, that's what we should be doing, folks. We, we're not to be living our lives halfway in the world and halfway in the Christian faith. And, and um, Revelations uh, chapter 3, and I'm, I'm going to spend a little time on Revelations right now <coughs> in the church of Laodicea. And we have a lot of Laodicean churches in America today who are not listening to in denying the power of Christ, in denying the power of God in someone's life. And it says in um, Revelation 3, 14, And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mightest be rich and a white remnant, that thou mightest be clothed. Now, when I started out and be shamed in the nakedness, I should have just finished reading that. But anyway, when I was saying earlier about judgment should begin in the house of the Lord, and then I, I gave you all the wheat and the tares, um, God is here asking us to either be hot well, he's not even asking us to be cold, but he said, I wish that y'all was hot or cold, meaning I wish he was fully in or fully out. 
Not in the middle. Not towing the line. Not dangling on the fence. Not putting your hand in the cookie jar. We are to live 100% for Christ. So therefore, when you come in contact with somebody, I'm not saying throw Christianity in their face half-heartedly or, or immaturely or compulsively, but if somebody's around you for a little bit of time, they should know you're a Christian. Somehow, even but just by the lights that you're shining. Um, but to be, uh, he says, that you're rich. It reminds me of all the churches. A lot of people come to church, especially the church I go to, and, you know, they drive in these nice cars, and they, their family looks all decent and pretty, and, they you know, they they check the kids into the daycare, and everybody's fine. No, you know, no, everybody's giving a little smiles. Nobody knows each other, and, you know, and you go to church, and you got this nice little sermon with the big strings and the coffee and the latte and, and things are moving like a functioning, well-oiled machine. And um, and even in the best churches, when you leave out sin and you don't barely mention the word sin, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, when we when we leave out the product of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, the power of God. It says in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, that I am not ashamed of, of the gospel. And I'm going to go back to that because it's so, so, so important, folks. It is so important. And the Bible says no other name that we can be saved than Jesus Christ. It says Romans chapter 1. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't let that part, last part throw you off, because some people didn't diminish what the Bible is saying just off a little bit of stuff that's thrown in there, like, oh, he's just talking to the Jews and the Greeks, but the Greeks is the Gentiles, if you didn't know. But it, it, the power of God, it's the power of God. For those who believe. Now let's talk about the word believe. Um, the Bible talks a lot about uh, believing, believing. Um, and, I, I, and I think when the word of God talks about believing, it's not talking uh, in general about I believe that there are ghosts. I believe that there are abominable snow, um, snowman or Bigfoot. It's actually meaning to believe uh, that Jesus is uh, your sufficiency. I'm going to go ahead and take a break because uh, I think it warrants a break, but I'll be right back. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. 
cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us. We're following. New Yorkers can now apply for the new enhanced driver's license. Before Melissa on the line, at Bridge with the latest. Melissa, Lisa, they've only been available for a couple of hours, but already more than 100 New Yorkers have applied for. Oh my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my bad. But anyway, um, I want you to take a look at some scripture if I can find it. Uh, let me see. So I was talking about believe, what the actual word for believe means. Um, because a lot of people, when they're preaching and they have these um, sermons where they, after they're done with their sermons, they say, repeat after me, you know, put your head, bow your head, and, you know, and they the sinner's prayer. And the reason I wanted to bring this up one more time is because I wanted to just make it clear. It says in Romans 10, 10, for if it, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and are saved. Now, when the Bible talks about saved, it's, it's a, it's, let me clarify this. This is a daily lifestyle of walking with Christ. It's not just a, a half-heartedly, you know, I, I'm, I'm saved and then do what you want to do. Um, let me see. Um, it says in Acts sixteen thirty one, they replied, "Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household." Now, that the belief they're talking about is a con- is a continuous belief. It's not a just believe at that moment and then you don't believe. Now, faith alone saves, but faith that saves is not alone. That's my saying. So if anybody's listening to the show and says, Phil believes that, that we're saved, um, but we have to work our way to heaven, that's not the case. The case is we're saved by faith alone, but faith alone that saves is not alone. Meaning that if you love Jesus, you're going to keep his commandments. You're going to do what he says. Um... Let me see, uh, Romans 4, 24. But also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness for us whom believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. And 1 Corinthians 
12.3, it says, Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord itself by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is your seal. And once you receive the Holy Spirit, you are saved. But um, it says in, in the first Peter one twenty one it says, though through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God, daily, daily in God. You are to pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. It is no days off. You don't just believe one minute and don't believe unless you're backslidden. So we have another show dedicated to are you really saved? And uh, just because somebody says a sinner's prayer does not mean they're saved. Because the, the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now everybody who goes into the church building, God is declaring his people. So your people, his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's also distorted knowledge. It's also knowledge that is not truly the right knowledge. But people are destroyed because they believe in specifics. They believe in, in, in the quality rather than quantity. But at the same time, the quality is because they want to hear something they want to hear. See, they're going for quality but their their own type of quality. They're not going for true biblical quality. They're going for um they're not going for substance. They're going for what makes them feel good. And if someone says repeat after me and say everybody hands are you know, eyes are closed and and raise your hand. Everybody's eyes are closed. Raise your hand if you if you believe if you believe that Jesus blah 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 and then they raise a hand, and they walk out to church, they get a pamphlet, and then they might attend church, and then all of a sudden the devil's coming to steal whatever that he has to steal. And see, I care about you, and I'm going to tell you the truth, that God wants you to totally commit to him, that he can work through your life, and that uh, he can do the things that he, he wants to do in your life. Uh, and set you free from various um, sins. But God loves you, and he does not... He does not uh, want you to uh, give up. You know, don't give up and unless you stop breathing, don't give up. Now, the reason why I call this show Set Free in Christ, uh, and I might even take that off because I have some demon from Facebook started yelling at me for no apparent reason. I don't know if the demon just got mad. And there's a so-called Christian. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, I have no idea. And uh, they were just yelling, I'm, I don't have the problem being set free. I don't need to be set free. And I was like, this, I don't know if somebody hacked their, hacked their account. But anyway, even if the account was hacked, it still was a demonic attack. And uh, 
Yes, God wants to free us, and it's cut and dry. The closer you move to Christ, you're going to be free. The further away you move to Christ, now the, the object is to find out are you away from Christ or not. And it says in the Word of God, I have to hurry up because it's all. But it says in Matthew seven thirteen, it says, "Enter ye into the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go into it." Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that findeth it. And then right after that, it talks about false prophets. So it's, that means it's very important that if God puts in his word the, the um, uh, banner of the narrow way, which is living for Christ totally, and surrendering your life to him and and letting him be Lord and Savior and loving him with everything you got and, and following what he says and, and caring about what the will of the Lord is for your life, then that's salvation because you belong to Christ. You belong to him 100%. But right after underneath, it talks about false prophets. Beware. And the false prophets don't have to be saying that Jesus and the devil are brothers, or uh, it doesn't have to say that Jesus, um, that we're all gods. It doesn't have to, that doesn't, that's coming straight at you. I'm talking about the, the one, the gospel that I hear on Facebook, where, you know, if you said the sinner's prayer once, you're going to, you're saved. I've heard that before. And I've heard it on some brothers who have got enormous size websites and, and for a nice little following and, and, they just don't make any sense sometimes when they say stuff like, well, you said the sinner's prayer. If your son said the sinner's prayer and he's still on crack, if he dies, he's going to heaven. Well, the Bible says no alcoholic will enter the kingdom of heaven, no drunkard. So you're going to tell me an alcoholic, uh, a drug addict that's still on crack is going to go. Tell that lady the truth so she can, get, she can pray more for her son with fervency. Don't tell her a lie. Well, anyway, it talks about, it says straight gate, you know, it talks about the straight gate and the narrow gate. And then it talks about, or the the narrow gate is a straight gate, but it talks about the um, broad gate. And then it goes on to talk about the false prophets. Then it goes on to say, I never knew you. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. For many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name the many wonders? And then, while I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. These people did not continue in the word of God. They were not obedient to Christ. They did not love Christ. They say, well, well, how did they end up uh, casting out devils and stuff like that? Well, the Bible says the gift of repentance, of, uh, the gift of God or without repentance. Sometimes the word of God is so strong, if you can clamor it the right way, you can do things. And sometimes the devil will be on your side to do it. Well, one of my shows, the next show, I'm going to be talking about uh, how the, de- the devil is uh, offering everyone uh, uh, life eternal. Or um, actually, what I'm actually mean is, the devil's offering people the kingdoms of the world. And um, for instance, if you ever see a banner that says "Come back to college," 
There's nothing wrong with college. That's not my point. Matter of fact, I'll probably go finish college. But my point is, is that if he can get you to be deterred to go somewhere else and do something else when you should be preaching the gospel, because we are in the last days, then he's gotten you to do something that you that technically God was trying to tell you to do something else. Uh, so, you know, pray about it. I mean, if God wants you to go back to school, go back to school. Make sure you witness to somebody at school and make sure you do it often. Because time is running out. I don't think we have the time to be fooling around and trying to figure out what we're going to do for ourselves rather than for God. Uh, so, like I say, we have the straight gate, enter into the straight gate, and then we have the false prophets trying to get you off that straight gate. And then we've got the false prophets also right that straight in the middle says uh, to try to get you off the will of God. So, first of all, he does not want you to understand the basic principles, the milk of the word, and he definitely don't want you to understand the milk, meat of the word. And then um, he does not want you to know the will of God. Now, the will of God, technically, the first layer of the will of God is the word of God. Don't try to find out what, you, what God wants you to do when you're not even understanding and reading the simple part of the gospel, which is the New Testament. Go and read the Old Testament. Find out what God wants to do. Find out how what God's power, how God's power works. Find out how God responds to those who sin and how how patient he was with David and how David came out and repented and turned and, and went towards God. Everybody always used David or Solomon weak spots to justify their own weak spots. Don't do that. Love God. Love the brethren. Keep your head up. Keep your mind going towards Christ. Keep your heart going towards Christ. Set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. Don't don't think that God is okay with your sin, because he's not. Turn it around. Seek the Lord while you can, he can be found. Jesus is coming back soon. Do not waste your time trying to go after the world treasures and then wonder why I can't stop these addictions. Do not waste your time. Do not try to get sexual addiction uh, gratification real quick, you know, or, or or instant cash gratification, or or instant anger gratification, or uh, you know, the things of this world. This passing away have nothing to do with it. Seek the Lord with everything you have, my friend. While it's still time, okay? Seek the Lord. I always pray. Uh, right quick, and um, I'm just going to go ahead and extend it just a few, a little bit longer, and and then I wanted to just um, pray for y'all today, um, those who are listening, um, because I have a concern that the church is going in the wrong direction. Uh, I, that, that's been a, in my heart for a long time, as long as I think the church was going in the wrong direction, but the church has been going in the wrong direction for years, and we have lost our first love. We need to find our love for Christ, because He's the only one that can help us, and and help. He's the only one. For in Philippians one six is, uh, the Lord will perform a good work in you until the day of Christ Jesus. And that is the truth. That is the case. So just know that Christ loves you, my friend. 
And he does not want anyone to perish but come to everlasting life. So, um, you know, repent while you still have time. Come to the Lord. Ask the Lord. He says, uh, I need your help, God. Uh, I want to follow you. Jesus said to come follow me. That's the only thing he said to somebody, follow me. You know, they didn't have a sinner's prayer. He just said, I'm a sinful man. You know, I'm a sinful man. And help me, Lord. And help my unbelief, if I have any. What you do, I bet you that. No, there is no sinner's prayer in the Bible. It's just, follow me. You know, God, I want to come follow you. Follow me. And I'll make you fishermen of fishers, fishers of men, and I'll bring perfect peace with the eyes who stayed on me. Keep your eyes on Christ because the time is short. You know, um, choose you this day where you who you're going to serve. Don't serve the world system because the world system will let you down. Well, anyway, we're going to go back to Bible prophecy 100%. So join us tomorrow for a special um, show. We're going to climb into this prophecy uh, tank, but we're also going to be preaching the gospel a lot on the prophecy zone. So on Mondays, we're just going to set aside. Now, it might this 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 show right here is probably going to change to um, it's probably going to change to Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I haven't figured it out yet. And then Mondays are going to be Bible prophecy. Sunday is also going to be Bible prophecy, but Mondays are going to be a shorter span. And then I might even try to get, uh, I wish Blog Talk would let you do more than one show a day. Uh, so I'm probably going to go up on Spreaker and do a lot of Bible prophecy <clears throat> and then kind of combine the two and then leave them uh, 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 um a link back to blog talk, you know, as far as like this show, sexual set free and Christ is from, I was going to just take that out. And, but, uh, I want people to be able to listen to the show. So I'm going to probably go to pro in the coming weeks. So it'll be saturated all on uh, YouTube. I mean, oh, excuse me, uh, blog, blog talk. So, um, yeah, so I, I plan to, to be doing much more shows, um, especially on Blog Talk Radio, um, than I've been in the past, and also YouTube. But let me let me just go ahead and pray for everybody out there. Or if, uh, I know that um, I tried to cram a lot of things on in this show, but I, I truly pray for those who are listening that uh, if you have a, a addiction. You know, that God can do a better job than any any AA or any uh, uh, public uh, organization can do. Because you, God, know us more than we know ourselves. You created us, God, and you're here to help us, God, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you so much for your blessings. I pray for the listener that you give them strength and uh, you give them power that you would give them that strength and power that, that you talked about that would happen in the last way days that where man would deny the power that God has given. But they will not deny your power, God, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 
um, but what is God that is. We just thank you so much, and we just praise you, Jesus. We just thank you so much, and we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you in heavenly name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. So, um, without any further ado, we're gonna go ahead and go off. But um, just join us. We're gonna we're gonna start being much more involved on Blog Talk and YouTube uh, than we have in the past. I know we've been saying that countless of times, but. Uh, God has power to separate everybody from their sin, and you just have to trust that. Um, it's just like trying to become famous, uh, not famous, but successful. At and you go to college for it, and then you you go to um, you know get the proper training, and then you you endeavor to get. Uh, into a nice organization, and you get there, and then they hire you, and then you start to get promoted. Well, being saved is the same thing, but you have to want to um, uh, you have to want God to set you free. You have to want to be able to move into another plane or another um, level with Christ, and that means there is no planes and levels. There's just closeness. It's just closeness to Christ. And the closer you get to Christ, the more you stare at Christ, the more the devil can't touch you. You're overcomer of the world. You're overcomer of the devices that the devil has. And the closer you get to Christ, the less the devil's going to touch you. He's going to still be able to touch you, but you're not going to break as much. You're not going to bend as much. When Jesus was taken up to the mountain to be tempted of the devil, Jesus was close to God at that point. That's where the devil couldn't touch him, you know. But God wants to be close to you so the devil can't touch you, my friend. And that's the way you, that's the only way it's going to work. It's not going to work where where you can have one foot in the world and one foot outside and you're going to be fine. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So we want to make this show, we want to put this show on um, Blog Talk. So probably by June 1st, I'm probably going to do um, radio shows. I'm probably going to put it on Pro, um, which I'm going to have to pay for it every month. But I got a nice you know, chunk that, that I can use for that purpose. And I'm probably going to even go local. Um, I'm trying to see when I can do that, but I would love to just go local and see what I can do uh, with that. Um, I think it would be a blessing if I can do that, uh, go local, and, and maybe even go regional, because uh, I got offered that a couple of years ago, so I'm probably going to try to do that if I can. Um, so we're going to take a look at that also. But the Lord has to to do it. I can't do it. So that's why I haven't done anything, because, you know, the Lord is trying to work out things in my life and in my heart um, to make it so I can do these things. But, yeah, he's trying to um, tamper some of the hardness that I have, because, yeah, I do have a hardness when it comes to radio, because I just haven't done it much. I would like to have a little bit more love, even though I want to continue to stay cold, you know, cold. <laughs> yeah, well, not cold, but I want to stay blunt and, and, and let you know that uh, I don't want to come off as cold, you know. 
I want to come off as loving, but at the same time firm uh, and give you the truth. I don't want to just lie to somebody and and then uh, they uh, get the wrong message that um, God does not mind them to live a life displeasing to him. But, um, yeah, so... God uh, wants to uh, love us, but the love that we um, are going to get from God is not the love of letting us dangle in the way we want to live our lives. He He has something much more better for us, for my friend. He has much more better for uh, his kid, his children than we can ever want for ourselves. But uh, God loves everybody out there. I hope y'all have a one hope y'all gonna have a wonderful week. Um and with that being said, uh since I find my theme son closing son. But God bless y'all have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.